Welcome to the Lindsay Holder Podcast. Gain tips on how to run a successful small business, as well as how to keep yourself looking good while you do it. Here are your hosts, Lindsay Holder Reinhardt and Ashley Rinkin. Oh my word, CBD can be so confusing, right? With so many options now on the market. As a spa owner, you can only imagine how many brands and reps try to sell me everything under the sun in CBD products. So you name it, and I've heard about it. (laughs) I wanted to share with you my personal experience and why I started incorporating CBD into my wellness lifestyle. So a few years ago, my sister, Ashley, well, she pretty much paralyzed me when she told me she had bladder cancer. We are so close, and as you can get, and honestly, it was just such a hard time for me, but I didn't even show her all of my emotions because she needed my strength, and I just couldn't even face the fact that this wasn't something that we would not get through. So after many doctors misdiagnosed her and she was not getting better, fortunately, through her persistence of going to a variety of more doctors and testing, an oncologist finally diagnosed her with stage one bladder cancer. So through a combination of her cancer treatments, which I went with her to receive, and a complete lifestyle change of healthy eating. She is now in remission and has been for a couple of years now. But during this time, she also dove into the world of CBD and researched all the different brands. And when I say researched, I was so impressed how much time she spent on truly researching each of the different brands and also getting samples and talking to the brands before she ultimately decided on Receptra Naturals. She started taking it regularly, her cancer cleared, and the doctor said she was doing great and was amazed how fast she got better. Again, that was with her treatments in conjunction with the CBD. Soon after she was cleared, my personal OBGYN found abnormal cells, cancer cells in my cervix during a routine pap smear. And I soon after had to have a LEAP procedure, which they take a device and they remove the abnormal cells. Very pleasant. (laughs) But anyway, another test was taken after the procedure was done. There were still a few abnormal cells found. So I dove into the world of CBD then and I started taking it consistently and I changed my diet. And when I came back for my testing again, about six months later, my biopsy, it looked good. So I didn't have to have a second leap procedure. So although it cannot be confirmed that CBD played a role in both of our outcomes, I firmly believe it did. So of course, (laughs) through hearing my story and my sister's story, you know why this episode is just so important to me. It's so full of new information for me, and I was so excited to share all of this with you guys, okay? So if you've ever wondered, like, what in the world is CBD? What does it do? How do you use it? Why is one brand better than another? I mean, really not all manufacturers and products, they do not have the same quality controller testing. So hopefully listening to this episode will help you gain perspective on how CBD is produced and what to look for when choosing one that works best for you. Join me in my CBD wellness chat with Josh Richmond, president and CMO of Receptor Naturals, and discover why CBD could potentially be a great addition to your wellness daily lifestyle as it is mine. 
Well, Josh, thank you so much for being with us today. I know that you are just, I can't even imagine how incredibly busy you are, especially during this time, because people are, of course, they're quarantined, they're inside their house, and they're focused on wellness and health. And I'll admit, I just ordered a big bottle of (laughs) such a natural because I need help with my anxiety and put me to sleep. <laughs> so thank you again. I'm, I know a little bit about CBD. Well, more than most people do, but you really know your stuff. So I cannot wait to share this with the audience and just learning about Receptra too and sharing that. One of the questions just to dive right into it is I found interesting the story about the founder, which is Rusty in 2015. So I'd love for you to be able to share that story of how Receptra got started. Sure, sure. And Lindsay, first off, thanks for having me. And, you know, honestly, it's funny when we uh, first, I think, started partnering and and compared to even like on a week to week basis, the world just changes, right? On every week and every day. Oh my gosh. uh, Yeah. To to you and everybody listening, you know, best of health. And then I think we'll all get through this. I know we'll all get through this together. So again, thanks for having me on. Thank you. And as we move forward, I'll tell you about kind of how we started. And you know, really what it came down to is the focus on truth and transparency and not making that statement in a Pollyannish kind of cliche kind of way, but really the early days of CBD and even currently in certain areas, there are still realities within this industry of transparency issues and kind of where and how things are sourced, how they're labeled, and just frankly understanding in a very clear, easy and safe way what product you're purchasing and what the product is going to do to help you get over your anxiety, as you mentioned, uh, your sleep or your pain. And that really started in 2015 with Rusty. You know, what ended up happening is that he's a serial entrepreneur. He's been in everything from tech to oil. He's had many businesses and many exits, if you will. And he wrenched his knee and looked into the circumstances of CBD and tried no less than 50 different products, some of which are still available at the time, some I'm sure out of business, given the realities of things, and frankly, could not find consistency. And one thing he's always kind of bet on is being able to be more consistent than the other guy or gal. It's not always about the big idea. It's not always about even the product that you can do right once. It's about the product that you can do right consistently. And so that's how he kind of took to heart the idea of building his own company. And, and it really starts with, the, with controlling the sourcing. And while most CBD companies, I think the large majority, over 90%, do third-party agriculture and third-party manufacture, meaning that they basically source their hemp from other farms, some are very high quality and there's nothing wrong with that. We do not. And that's been from day one. We grow and have our own agriculture that we own. We have our own manufacturing. We have our own extraction, our own fulfillment. Everything is under the Receptra banner. And that just comes back down to the initial founding principle of consistency. And what Rusty likes to say is he uses the term, the truth is curative, meaning Mm. that if you are, yeah, it's, it's one we really live by. You know, if you're able to be open upfront, take criticism, be truthful, generally any problem you have can be cured. And that really comes down into our, the ethos of the company and the products in which we produce. For the listeners out there, share where you guys, where your facility is. So we're entirely based in Colorado. We have, I guess, three different offices. Our agriculture, where we grow our farms, are in Canyon City, Colorado, which is in the southeastern part of the state. It's a great climate, really the perfect climate for growing hemp. And 
And before I jump to the other two areas, it's important that this is obviously an agricultural product. And you would argue, you know, you would probably drink wine from Northern California before, say, Nevada, right? And uh, right. even though you could probably get wine in Nevada, it's similar with hemp. Not all agriculture is created equal. So we're very proud of that. Our extractions on site in Canyon City. We have manufacturing and our fulfillment shipping is uh, all in the same place in Broomfield, Colorado, which is a town in between Boulder and Denver. And then we have our corporate offices in Denver. Okay. And I would like for the listeners out there, they probably doesn't know what extraction means. Yeah. And so the process of creating uh, premium hemp, I mean, a premium CBD oil really starts with the agricultural process and how it's grown. We have proprietary seeds that we have, you know, the actual genetics of those seeds are, are ours and our trade secret. We put those into the ground through a standard, you know, harvest cycle. We then hand shuck. We only use flour. We do not use stems or seeds or stalks. So it's not this industrially farmed, massive farming machine, if you are apparatus that cuts down the stalks. We actually have, and I can send you pictures if you'd like to post, Lindsay, we have these harvest parties, which are incredibly fun and incredibly hard work, where we truly uh, hand shuck the flour. The extraction is the act of pressing or compressing the flour. There's a multitude of ways to do it, but the way that it's done is that it truly squeezes through the pressure of the flour, the oil out of the flour. And that oil, similar to gasoline, if you will, is crude. It's not something that you would want to put in your body or in the gasoline case, the car. You need to clean it. You need to go through a filtration process. And that's what we do on site. And every CBD company goes through that process. Then what happens is that solvents or CO2, in certain cases, are put through the actual crude oil. It extracts everything out that you want. In certain cases, Companies extract almost everything. Uh, we generally extract just the, you know, frankly, the things you don't want, the negative tastes and things of that nature. But we keep as the full spectrum, meaning the cannabinoids that are in the plant that we want as the earth gives us, we want to keep there. There is an opportunity at this point to go broad spectrum, which means removal of the majority of the THC. I will stress not the entirety of the THC. It's, it's 0% right. THC. But so for those out there um, who have those concerns, Full spectrum has under 0.3% by volume, by law, of THC. Broad spectrum, at least ours that I can claim to, has 0% THC. But if you were to get a very, very finely tuned, super highly specific microbial test, you'll find tiny little particles of THC that will not register on any type of drug test, but they're in there because it's truly impossible to get it completely wiped out unless you go to a synthetically made-in-a-lab isolate, which we do not do. Everything is from the flower and not created in a lab. Right. Gosh. And just hearing how the product is made, it just kind of brings us back to because when you I mean, I'll be honest, when you look at it, when you purchase a bottle of CBD, it's pretty pricey. It's, there's a high price. But when you hear about how that product is made, there's such a hand making role in it. So this makes sense to me. So mm -hmm. I thank you for sharing that. And I also was really touched by hearing your story, how you got involved with Recetra. I would love for you to share that as well, like your personal story and what your role now is with the brand. Sure. I actually came from, you know, New York City boy, if you will. And uh, my background is in more Fortune 500 corporate marketing and brand marketing. I worked for ESPN. I was a CMO for DailyMail.com for a long time, which is a very large digital website and worked with brands ranging from, you know, General Motors to anything you could think of, really. Um, so no experience at all. Fresh start. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, my, yeah my I looked you up on LinkedIn. I was like, wow, this guy is impressive. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's sweet. It's funny because whenever you come into, regardless of that history and my first foray into the space was with a previous company on the THC side called Altus. It was a company in which produced predominantly THC edibles, really pressed pills, pressed tablets. We had gummies mm-hmm. and the like. And we were in that business. It's very different than this business. That business is a licensed business. And every state is almost an individual company. And we were in four different states, Colorado, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. And it really is a completely different beast than CBD, which is really about similar, I would say, to a supplement business and less restrictive. And But I'll tell you, it's starting fresh every time. And I'd say, yes, my previous experience, at least in terms of working with people and finding good partners and just being a good corporate citizen, if you will, that's important and not always the case, I think, in any industry, regardless of a new one like CBD or you know cannabinoid wellness as a whole. But I was still starting fresh. I think there is, you know, you were learning and you shouldn't be, for those who want to get into the business, you shouldn't be scared about it. You know, that's probably the easiest part to overcome. Just consistent, as I mentioned, of being a smart and being not just smart than the other person, but being as good of a person as the other person. So you can actually create good business and longstanding relationships. That's the hard part. Understanding the nomenclature the regulations, and there is a lot of them, compliance and those issues, of course, take some time, but they're not insurmountable. For me, I jumped into this space for my personal reasons, because frankly, my mom, she grew up with a number of health issues. And frankly, towards, I'd say, the early 2010s, call it 2011, 12 timeframe, she had unfortunately really become addicted to opioid due to a double knee replacement that, you know, this is a story that unfortunately around this country, many families deal with for no mm-hmm. intention. You know, this was not an intentional scenario by any means. It was truly about surgical recovery. And, you know, at one point she was taking six oxycodons a day and really just could not, I had two young kids, you know, could not be a grandparent, could barely drive, let alone a grandparent. So, we found, and this was in New Jersey, which at the time was really behind in terms of just medical and medicinal marijuana. It was just not, you know, it was available, but very hard. It was not like the West Coast or Colorado or, you know, anything of that nature. But I did get her a card, you know, literally had to basically get her an FBI file, it felt like, to get her a card. But we did. And it was amazing, truly, over a short amount of time where she became functional. And when I see that, and it's that close to home, I think a lot of people have those anecdotal stories. But I know... And I believe that, you know, CBD and and THC, for that matter, they are not, even though the science and the testing and the FDA is behind, it doesn't mean that it doesn't work for a lot of people. It doesn't work for everybody. And it's certainly not for everything. Like, we don't make claims. We don't think there's, you know, 100% cure rates. They don't exist. And anybody who says otherwise is wrong. Right, right. It certainly helps. And, you know, to be a part of a growing industry to help more people, at the, you know, be at the forefront of anything is fun, but to be at the forefront of something that truly changes lives, as I saw a change in my mom. I mean, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to jump in and I jumped in. Well, I'm just curious, how long about do you think that you saw those changes? Was it a few months, a few weeks or? Uh, it was not. It was over the course of, I would say, months, but there was an immediate impact upon first use. Now, it wasn't, she now t- is off entirely oxycodone and other types of those opioids, but she was not off of those opioids on day one. It's like any other medication. And her doctors were aware of it, honestly. And and she was fortunate to have, and I'll tell you a quick story, but she was fortunate to have good doctors who understood it. It wasn't traditional. And you might know about this too, Lindsay, but when I, in my previous company, we had dispensary group called Beyond Hello, which is still active. And it's a great, great group of people who are running it since we've been acquired. And I'm just really happy that they've maintained the brand and 
the idea of beyond hello is to go beyond the initial hello. And that's what cannabis wellness is. There's so much exploration. There's so much education required that it can't just be a transaction where you come in, yeah. say hello, and, and leave. And so uh, it's in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia predominantly, but uh, all over the state. And, you know, one of the things we learned very early on at Beyond Hello that people weren't concerned about the law or, you know, how do I get my cannabis and, and can I, is this legal to travel with? There were certainly some things there. The biggest thing they didn't want to do, they didn't want to, and these are older generally customers and patients, they didn't want to get fired by their own doctors. It truly was an amazing mm. insight, but they truly were worried that upon discussing with their own doctors that they were looking at cannabis as, a, as part of their regimen, that their doctors, because of, you know, for many reasons, would say, well, good luck, but you can know I can't see you anymore. And especially when you're in your 60s and 70s, yeah, oh and gosh. Health, you know, you're not in a position to find a new doctor. And so with no, my no. mom, she, she was lucky and had the doctors to help her titrate down. And that's what's required here. If you're a situation that you can't go from the amount she was taking anyway to zero, it, it's dangerous. You'd have to work with a doctor and you have to get yourself off and on a regimen. Acclimated, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fully. And there's a lot of studies actually now that have shown cannabis to really help in that. It's specifically to wean off of opioids. At the time, not so much, but now you can do a lot of uh, research and you'll see uh, more than a few. It's a sizable panels and enough of a focus group to say, yes, for those who are trying to wean off of this, it's a very usable application. And like I was sharing with you my personal story and my sister's personal story, I can't 100% say, oh, this is what helped me get better. This is what helped my sister get better. But I, that is the one common thing that we both did. And also, she got better pretty quickly. And I did too. So I don't have a test I can take that can confirm. But I just know that that's the one change that I made along with a healthy diet and lifestyle. So I still just for preventative measures, even for me, cancer just runs so, you know, in our family so much. So it just also, it just makes me feel better when I take it. I also love to take it at night to wind down. And just when I have anxiety and in the morning too, because it works with your biorhythms. So it gets me just, you know, makes me more alert in the morning and helps me function during the day. So those are just a few reasons why I take it. Are there any specific reasons why you like to take it or would love to share? Yeah, I mean, for me, it started with probably pain management more so than anything else. I've since used it now, quite honestly. I'm not an anxious person, but who isn't anxious right now? You know, we're in a, just a time that is a once in a century reality. And, you know, my wife is actually a pulmonary critical care doctor, so she is on the front lines. This is a pulmonological disease that attacks the lungs. My wife. If, uh, every day is uh, she works at um, wow. St. Joe's, which is a big hospital here. So, you know, I'm worried about her. Yeah, of course. I'm worried about her. I mean, she's amazing. And she's on top of just all the protocols and all the sterility and everything, making sure the clothes are changed, making sure she's wearing PPE. I was very worried in the beginning. It seems to be okay now. But in the beginning of this, where we were just, is there going to be enough protective equipment in these hospitals? Seems to be okay. So she's got that, at least in Denver. Unfortunately, I used to be in New York City, and that is not the case in New York. But in Denver, so far, it's okay. They're not overwhelmed. So yeah, I'm anxious. And so that's a more yeah. recent use. And, and I, it allows me to, you know, maintain and be comfortable moving forward and take away those, frankly, just distractions. I think that's what I find it does most for me is that when my mind races, it allows me to focus. I won't say it removes my stress. It just kind of de-emphasizes it and allows me to focus on what's important, such as this conversation or just the work at hand or my kids. Previously, it was really yeah. about muscle pain for me. And I liked working out and, you know, I don't want to sound, you know, 
egotistical, but I do like hard CrossFit stuff. And, you know, I'm 42, I'm not 20. And sometimes it takes me a bit to recover. So I would use uh, CBD because I didn't like the way my stomach felt with other ibuprofen and Advil. It would hurt my stomach. And so um, that would be my earliest stages. And it was great, especially the topical. My love. I was about to say, you must be, we're the same age. So I'm using it all. Give me the topical. Give me the (laughs) drop. Bring it all. Because, you know, it takes me a little longer for my muscles to wake up in the morning. (laughs) So, yeah, the topical ointment is great. Is especially for I have I'm at my computer a lot, so I put it often on the back of my neck and my shoulders. It really makes a difference. So I love that, especially yes, if you're doing CrossFit, you could put that on. Do you put that on before you work out or after? It depends on the workout, honestly. If I have a so my knees aren't so good, I, I used to run a lot, marathons and the like, and it's taken its toll. So if I see a workout where I think that there's going to be a lot of impact on my knees, I'll put it on before as well as after. Otherwise, generally after. Okay. I will say this. Now, when you do take the tincture, let's just, we're just going to call it like it is. It really does not taste that good. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I even had a client that says, this tastes like dirt. And I said, yeah, you're, it's the plant. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, but you're, that's the plant. I'm not sure what you think it's supposed to taste like. So it doesn't really bother me because I know what it actually is. But there are a few things that you need to do. You need to, and I'll let you go into that, like how long you need to keep it under your tongue and stuff. But also, so maybe some tips on how to make it taste better too. If people need that extra step, what do you recommend? Sure, sure. I mean, I'm a purist and, and I have my feelings and I'll provide some tips. I don't know if they'd be recommendations, but I'll give tips. I think <laughs> okay. you know, <laughs> for me, and frankly, you know, this is a big thing with the... <laughs> you're like, this isn't a mas- smoothie, people. This is a CBD. Yeah, yeah. Something to, you know what, Lindsay, there's something to that. This is not a smoothie, right? This is a um, you know something that we're using in a therapeutic fashion and something we're right. using for a benefit, you know, better sleep, less anxiety, less stress, I should say, and, and also pain maintenance. And, and if you're using it to replace a hill of some type, you know, I don't know if you're necessarily looking at that the same way. But that said, I can appreciate it. It's an agricultural product. Hemp, you know, some people love it, by the way, the terpenes and the straight out of the ground nature. And so right. it is about each his own. But it's important, at least from a tincture standpoint, for sure, that it is held under your tongue for 30 seconds plus, really 30 to 45, minimum of 15, but 30 to 45 seconds for sublingual exposure. And that really is first and foremost important before the flavor, because if you just swallow it quickly, or frankly, in certain cases, like a lot of beverages, mask it and throw it in a beverage and just drink it, um, you won't taste the hemp. But the challenge will be is that you're not going to get the uptake, the upload of what you're expecting from the actual milligram, meaning If you are digesting, going through a digestive tract, by nature, you're going to lose two-thirds, if not higher, generally 70% of anything through digestive filtration through your small intestines. That's just in any case. And that's the reason why, for those who are familiar with the THC side of the edible business, it takes time for you to digest. It takes 40 minutes. They say, do not you know, the tragic second brownie, those who, you know, maybe tried this earlier in their college days or, or now who, you know, they don't feel the effects of a THC product because it doesn't, it takes time to digest and filter through. That 40 minutes is a bare minimum for that effectiveness to take place. And when that happens, your digestive tract actually changes, at least on the THC side, it really changes the structure of the THC. It really creates a different type of high, which is why you never want to rush to take, you want to wait at least, they recommend upwards of five hours. I would say, and this is just personal, at least two hours before you take any more if you ingest uh, THC because you're really talking about not knowing it takes that much time for it to hit you. On the CBD side, 
frankly, it's a similar reality. If you ingest, it's not going to have the effect until at least a 40-minute run-through of the digestive tract. In doing so, you're going to lose about, as I mentioned, 60 to 70% of the intended product. So if you're taking, for the sake of conversation, 10 milligrams, you're really going to ingest three milligrams, give or take, when you digest it. If you put it under your tongue through a sublingual format, you're going to get a lot more of generally 75 to 80% of what's That's on the label. Huge. Wow. That's a massive. And the speed to action is generally within 10 to 15 minutes. So you'll know if you need to take more or if you're fine with your current dose in a shorter amount of time. And so then you can basically self-titrate as needed if you need to have more or less based on what you're trying to accomplish, be it pain, stress, or sleep. Back to the flavoring. The challenge is, is that with that type of sublingual, and that's our, you know, at Receptra, you know, we are here to provide, I don't call us a CBD company. We're really an ailment solution company. We're here to help you get better sleep, less stress, less pain. And we believe, like the people listening to this podcast, Lindsay, like this isn't a magic bullet. This is part of a lifestyle. Just like people that you talk to on every day and listen to this, they know working with you is a part of what they do to make themselves better, but it's not the only right. thing they do. And we feel that's the same way, right? It's like people want better sleep. They're decreasing their screen time before sleep, or they're looking at their mattress, or they're thinking about, you know, perhaps meditation or other types of solutions that are well beyond CBD. CBD could be part of that. And so for us, we want to make sure that we're providing what is truly therapeutic in nature. And so to do that, it's a sublingual, as I mentioned. And quite honestly, we want to not change or alter the realities of what full spectrum should provide, which is the best possible therapeutic solution. When you change that and remove terpenes, when you clone or frankly lower or dilute the dosing where uh, you hide that flavoring, a lot of people do that. They actually create a diluted formula, which you know, quite honestly tastes a lot better, but it doesn't do what it's meant to do, or at least what you want it to do. Because if you're looking for taste, have a nice beverage and don't take CBD. Now, <laughs> like, oh, I know. Now, is that when you say that, do you mean like, let's say if they wanted to add a drop of an organic essential oil, like peppermint, lavender, citrus, cinnamon, vanilla, or some stevia, is that going to dilute it a little bit? No, that should. I mean, with those levels, no. But it's really when you look at, for instance, our lowest amount per dropper that we that we offer is 25 milligrams per dropper, and that's per one milliliter. So 25 milligrams per milliliter is the lowest amount that you should be taking for us for the intended benefit in, the, in those cases of better sleep or less stress. For pain, we actually have more higher potency at 33 and 66 milligrams per milliliter because we intend, we forward and we showcase these doses and we try to make them as clear and simple and easy to understand as possible because we believe people are looking at this to solve a problem, not because they want to take something. So it doesn't change that on those levels. If you were to take a 25 milligram tincture and add a drop of peppermint to it and then hold it and correctly take it sublingually, we'll be fine. Absolutely okay. It's when you look at certain products out there that have 10 milligram or 7 milligram or 5 milligram and they do that and then you taste it, you don't taste any of the hemp at all. And it's truly mostly carrier oils like MCT oil or hemp seed oil, which sounds like something. Hemp seed is very beneficial in other cases, but it's not hemp and it's not CBD. It, or, you know, avocado oil, different fatty oils that carry, really what you're getting is you're taking mostly oil that could taste or feel good, but you're not getting any of the benefits of what full spectrum hemp extract provides. And so for us, you know, there's ways and we're always working on better formulations to get maybe better cloying, if you will, flavors. 
But we will never do that at the detriment of the therapeutic benefit that we want to imply. And so, you know, for us, it is a bit of a choice. You can certainly do what you suggest. And a drop of organic oil here or a pinch of stevia there will be totally acceptable as long as you're holding it under your tongue in the right way. That way you're getting it as intended. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Organic Tan Face and Body, a natural beauty and wellness spa located in Greenville, South Carolina and owned by our very own Lindsay Holder. Come visit the spa today where they strive to bring out your natural glow. Visit the spa online at organictanfaceandbody.com and follow them along on Instagram. I say like if you are the one of those people that like a wheatgrass shot, which I love those, then you would like something like this. I kind of equate it to that. You know, it doesn't last that the taste doesn't like linger, I don't think. So maybe you could even take like a tic tac after or something. I don't know. Something like that. Maybe so. I like it. I'm biased, but you know, of course I like it. It really doesn't bother me, but it helps me answer those clients that come in and talk just about the taste. And I think the reason why I'm stressing this is because there's so many different brands on the market and you'll go to a shelf and it'll say strawberry C B D or blueberry CBD. So that's why I really wanted to spend some time on that too, because I don't think people have all the information. And so this will help them better, you know, understand that. So thank you for, for sharing with that. Now, I know you talked about milligrams, but when somebody is just starting off in the world of CBD, what is your guidance on how much they should start to take? And how do you like build up to like, when will you know, oh, this is the proper amount of milligrams that I should be at? So we, you know, one of the differences with Receptra from from other brands is that we have a mantra called easy, clear, safe. And what we recently rebranded and really reformulated and repackaged is that we wanted to really answer that mantra as clearly as possible. And that means knowing, you know, frankly, somebody who is looking at CBD options, knowing what to take when to take it, and what you can expect from it. And that includes how much you should take. I think there's overall the industry, and I don't disagree with this, by the way, but this has been the industry mantra is low and slow, which I agree with. You know, start with five milligrams, start with 10 milligrams, what have you. And I get that. For me, though, we look at Receptra as an ailment solution company. And if you're doing that, you need to, frankly, come to the conversation with us and say, okay, I'm looking for better sleep. So then it's our job to help you do what you want to do better. We're not here to change your mind. We're not here to, to, to tell you, hey, look at this new thing we're doing. It's, you want better sleep? Our job is to provide something that's going to help you with that. And so what we've done is we've looked at all the available science. We've worked with both outside consultants and our internal chief of science. We have what is somewhat more knowledgeable and, and easily found botanicals and terpene information like valerian root and chamomile and things of that nature. And we created a formula that is included, inclusive of our full spectrum hemp extract, as well as these other botanicals and terpenes for the specifics of better sleep. And that science today, and I stress today because as we get more science and as we get more case studies and hopefully down the road, honestly, clinical trials, we will change to make sure that the science matches that mission of providing something to give you better sleep. That's simple. Today, that dose is 25 milligrams. 25 milligrams. So I would say one, 25 milligrams for anxiety and for sleep. And that is based on a Kaiser Permanente study that was done in mid-2019, which I'm happy to send to you, Lindsay, if you wanted to post. It was based against 25 milligrams taken in the morning for those who complained about anxiety, taken in the evening, post-meal 
in both cases, post-breakfast or post-dinner. And then on a scale, frankly, of 1 to 10, for I believe 500 people, the anxiety and separately the sleep study, they took that and, and showed marked improvement, call it a 7, if 1 to 10 being bad, 1 being better, going from a 7 to a 3 in terms of improvement for both anxiety and sleep. And they tried different levels, and it seemed to be the most consistent across the board was 25 milligrams. And so that would be the idea, post-meal. 25 milligrams for pain for sleep and also for anxiety, daytime for anxiety, obviously evening for sleep. We have found there are some some studies, although I'll say not as established, but there are certainly some case studies that we found 33 to and 66 being notable for pain relief. And that's why we have recommended those kind of single dose takes. I will say this, if you are taking significant pain medication, you'll probably need to take more, but you should start at 33 milligrams, which is one milliliter of our relief formula, relief 33 formulation, and then move up from there. Again, if you are in the habit of taking, you know, four to six Advil a day or stronger off over the counter, it is going to be, you're going to need more. And that's going to be something you'll have to discover and explore. But um, we wouldn't be able to make individual, those types of recommendations without really speaking with the individual. And I also think, well, questions that I get a lot, or if I take this to make me go to sleep, why would I take it, you know, to start my day off? And so Mm -hmm. I just want to let people know, because it's with the natural, your body's natural biorhythms. So in the morning, your body is ready to wake up and become alert and it clears your brain fog and it keeps you focused. And then your body naturally at night is ready to settle down and get ready for bed. So it's kind of hard to think about that, that you're, you're taking the same product that's going to help you wind down and then the same, you know, as it gets you to get up in the morning, but it does do that. So that's just pretty incredible, I think, for any product to be able to do both of those. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, in the earliest days of this industry, when really it was, you know, what we have now is botanical, as I mentioned, botanical and terpene supported formulation. So our relaxed formulation is very different than our rest formulation in that it's, you know, quite honestly, just we have passion flower and other terpenes that are not driven or known to help in terms of sleep. And our rest, we have valerian root and the like, which is and chamomile, which is much different and known. Frankly, there are people who take that outside of the CBD space. Many of your listeners, I'm sure, who are taking these types of botanical type supplements. Turmeric is is one of them in our, in our relief line as a very known natural anti-inflammatory. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that, it also further supports everything you just mentioned with your natural biorhythms of daytime, nighttime. We help to supplement that with our botanical and terpene addition. Absolutely. Um, and I also take it, I have endometriosis. And so it helps me with that as well. I wanted to ask, so you, in the morning, you take it at night. So roughly or an estimate, like how long do you think it's staying in our system? Is it a few hours or? Yeah. I mean, the science behind it generally in the system, my understanding is two to three days is when it's actually cleared out of the system. Now, that doesn't mean it's effective, meaning like the actual therapeutic effects aren't going to last two to three days. But if you're talking about completely cleared in that sense, it's two to three days and upwards of a week. Generally, it varies. People, as you know, one of the, I think, opportunities, but realities, what we're dealing with here is the, while there is overall consensus that the endocannabinoid system not just exists, but is a major part of the balance and structure of your body, every system is attached to the endocannabinoid system, just as you alluded to. The studies and understanding of individual endocannabinoid systems are still pretty, it's very early. People really, uh, that includes dosing. Right. I mean, it's not similar to alcohol, where generally you can look at hereditary heredity and weight and say, okay, this is how much you can probably have of drinking. Right. It's not. And I wouldn't even put it in that realm. But 
people do because they're used to the THC conversation being kind of like how much is too much. CBD is a different beast. One, there are not any negative effects that we certainly know of and, and that I wouldn't recommend too much of anything. I'm somebody who lives right. in moderation, so I wouldn't drink just for the sake of doing it. But uh, the side effects of CBD, you know, in standard use are certainly less if, if they exist than any type of synthesized medication and certainly less than alcohol. That's something that, you know, a consideration. But that said, in this case, it's challenging to give you a specific number because everybody is truly different and the research isn't there. So it says, just to reiterate, in your system, to generally two to three days should be entirely out for most people within a week. I'm sure there are exceptions to that rule. And I know this is a complicated question that I'm about to ask, but if we could just really simplify it just to kind of go over, like, how does it actually work? Because I get that question a lot, too. And of course, it could be like a 10 minute <laughs> answer. But if we could yeah. just say, okay, this is how it works. How would you answer that? So the challenging way, the challenging thing about that <laughs> is to not make it right, <laughs> right. To not make it too crazy. But in essence, what CBD does is that there's two. It interacts with your endocannabinoid system, and there's there are two major receptors in the endocannabinoid system, and those receptors are CB1 and CB2. CBD as a, a molecule actually doesn't adhere to CB1, it adheres to CB2 because it basically does not have, it's too big. And what ends up happening is, is that if you are taking THC, that's where CB1 generally has the majority of, that's where it hits and thereby it's, it's located in your brain and throughout your body. While CB2 is, I'm sorry, CB2 is generally within the immune and gastrointestinal system. So, you know, the difference there is, is that THC most closely binds to CB1, then CB2, while CBD mostly binds to CB2, then CB1. Why does that matter? CB1 is mostly in your brain. That causes what THC generally does, which is that, for lack of a better term, that, that high, that intoxication. CB2 is not generally in your brain, and it's generally more involved in anti-inflammatory response. And so in the absolutely shortest term available is that CBD as a molecule and a cannabinoid binds to the receptors in your body that provide an anti-inflammatory response. And so okay. that's really as simple as it can get. There's people who are much more knowledgeable and is much more to it than that. But that anti-inflammatory response is, you know, against obviously pain in areas. And certainly, as we've talked about, there are plenty of studies in terms of stress and sleep, because what it doesn't do, like THC, they tell you with THC, you should not actually take THC for anxiety because the wrong strain, especially those heavy sativa dominant strains, can cause extreme anxiety and could be very concerning. But CBD doesn't have that issue. Even full spectrum with the very small amounts of THC in it will not cause overt anxiety. But that is a direct result of the receptors and how it works with your endocannabinoid system. Okay, great. That's like a cliff CBD cliff notes right there. <laughs> and oh, I'll add I mean, and I'll be honest, there's so much more. And if those are interested, I'd actually invite you to go to receptornaturals.com. We have plenty of CBD 101 and information to really dive deeper. It'd be worth your time. Absolutely. And I told you on our, our pre-call that I admitted that I <laughs> I did, I was out of my receptra and I went to a CBD store besides Starbucks really quick. Admit, I grabbed like strawberry gummies. I got sucked into buying some lollipops. I think I had some like CBD water. And I, <laughs> I really wanted your input on what you feel about those products and how much of CBD is truly in that. Are, are those items just there for kind of show? Or are they actually working? What are your thoughts? My question, Lindsay, is did they work for you? I guess not. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> All I knew was 
this strawberry gummy is so cute. It's in the shape of a heart. It has sugar over. And I thought, this is my little treat at night. So that's exactly what it was. I think it was just a sugary treat. (laughs) And that's probably, but I need to just have that, uh, you know, something, a treat at dinner or something, not my shape gummy. But no, I don't think it did. I really don't. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like outside of bashing, you know, the, the reality that there's a lot of hype. And, you know, we care, and I like to say this, and this is more kind of business speak, but we separate the hype from the market. And what that means is, and quite frankly, is you're separating the ingredient from the person, right? CBD is in everything from nail polish to, you know, probably like tire maintenance, right? And, you know, that's the hype, right? And part of that is the strawberry heart gummies. And part of that is some of the things that you see. But quite honestly, for us, we look at the person and we look at the benefit that they're trying to get beyond the CBD, as I've mentioned a few times, right? So I don't knock those other products because, you know, as I mentioned my wife before, when I talk to her and I talk to her colleagues, and they are very traditional medicine people. She swears by the topical, by the way, but it's not something that she generally doesn't. And those of her ilk, they generally don't run towards the holistic side of medicine. They go to med school. My wife trained and studied for over 13 years. Right. You know, they don't do all they don't do all that to go to the next biggest thing, right? They they look at evidential medicine and that's what they follow. Right. right. But I've had those conversations with her and a big thing that any doctor I think will approve of is improved quality of life. It might not be a situation in which there's truly a program, you know, something that is, you can look at pragmatically and say, this is, you know, X treated Y and the result was Z, which got them better, right? That might not be the case. But if the person or the patient, whether they're in a hospital or in everyday life, has something that has improved, whether it's placebo or not, quite honestly, most doctors, at least people who have some bedside manner, are going to say, that's okay. The quality of life is important. So, well, I would say to this, you're not, as I mentioned before, you're probably not getting a therapeutic dose of CBD that the science maintains. If you are seeing benefit from this, even if it's just quality of life, have at it. Like have it each his own and I'm okay with it. You know, if you show me the label, I'll point out the flaws. But I think as an overall statement for those who are using <laughs> CBD, I would say if it is truly improving your quality of life, I think it's okay. I'm not going to knock it. If you're thinking about it for a specific benefit, I would recommend, obviously, Receptra, but even if not Receptra, looking at the dosing and looking at, quite honestly, the formulations and is it there to, as intended to do what the benefit is supposed to do, right? If you, as opposed to it being a candy or maintenance, if you will, it's more That's about true. sleep, you know, sleep, stress or pain. Two different entities, two different beasts. Do your own research. And yeah, I'm just looking to it. And I like what you said about the quality of life. You, you kind of got me like, well, did you see a difference? So I had to ask myself that question. And that's a good question just to ask, ask yourself, like, am I feeling a difference? And that's kind of your answer. Like you said, to each, to each their own and do your own research for that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I also get a lot of questions about oils. And I don't know if there's just some misconception. So I've had uh, some people say, what about filler oils? How is that? Is it diluting the CBD? I didn't know if you could explain that a little bit. Yeah. In our, I can't speak for other formulations and other products. In our products, the answer is they certainly are not diluting. In fact, they're, they're increasing the uptake. They're increasing the bioavailability. Okay. So basically, the MCT oil, which is our primary carrier oil, is medium chain triglyceride. And it's basically a coconut-based oil. And we also have, in some of our formulations, avocado oil, hemp seed oil, not hemp, you know, in addition to our full-spectrum hemp oil, something I'll stress again, two very different things. If you see a product that is claims thousands or tens of thousands of milligrams of hemp seed oil and then saying it's CBD, it is not. 
Again, hemp seed oil has its own benefits, but it is not from the hemp plant. Um, it is not okay. derived CBD. So just a clear right. difference. That. And, and you'll see that, unfortunately, those people who buy from like Amazon and, you know, I recommend don't buy from Amazon and don't buy from groceries, from, uh, excuse me, convenience stores or those types of things. If you are... You Why know, is that? It, Why do you think that? Well, in the Amazon side, I'll say... There's a couple of reasons. One, there's a, it's just abundance of false claims. And Amazon is, at this point, there's, do it, there's nothing really being done to stop regulate it. To, to, yeah. to, to regulate it. So, so you'll see people saying things like, you know, cures cancer for, you know, with 50,000 milligrams. You know, the reality of it is it's just wrong. You know, it's, it's, mm. it's absolutely wrong and quite honestly harmful. And then if you really dig deeper, the 50,000 milligrams part is probably hemp seed oil or not even CBD. Another thing that is happening is, you know, and I'll be honest, there's a price point situation with Amazon where everybody's, you know, raced to the bottom as, as cheap as possible. And that means cheap products. So even the CBD product that is on Amazon is generally diluted and low quality because the price point is so low. And I would say similarly in convenience stores, a little bit better than Amazon. I'm not saying it's all bad, but for the most part, if you go to a convenience store, you want to buy something that's under $5, maybe under $10 at the most, right? And, and like you're looking at the products that are in that price point, they're going to be just lower end products and products that don't have their sourcing. They're all going to be mass industrially farmed and manufactured. They're all going to have a small amount of CBD and a large amount of these carrier oils. And so, again, it's similar to that strawberry gummy. You know, I don't want to compare the two. You know, I would say the strawberry gummy properly sourced from a proper company could be effective. I mean, I don't know. But but certainly you're going to see that type of product in these areas. And the people are going to buy them because they look good and they taste good. But I, again, I don't look at CBD as something that is driven by flavor profile. I look at it as, you know, this is for ailment specific and therapeutic needs, right? And so if I'm, you know, I don't love the idea of Icy Hot either, but if I, you know, granted I use my topical a lot more than Icy Hot, but at one point before I knew about CBD, I would live on Ben Gay and Icy Hot if my back hurt, right? It's not like I enjoy yeah. that feeling, you know, right. like I'm doing it for a pain point. Right? So, I mean, it's, I look at it slightly differently. To that end question, the oils are fat soluble or are for better uptake for the CBD. They do have their own benefits, MCT oil, avocado oil, and the hemp seed oil. They generally provide quick energy. They certainly work. They're in the good HDL cholesterol list of fats for your body. Like I'm sure you've heard that about avocado in general. That's, that's a good fat. These are all generally linked to those types of positives. They reduce heart disease and the like. I would say the oils predominantly for the means to an end for our product are carrying the CBD and allowing better bioavailability into your body. That's really the purpose. Absolutely. You also touched on something very important. When you are purchasing from, you mentioned those sites that you could get it. One of the differences that I really like with Perceptual Naturals is that you can trace your product, like each product, back to its source. Like they're on the back of the product, there is a batch sticker. You can go to your website. I can, and I've done it too. Like I've typed it in and it's there. It's really there. <laughs> like all the testing is actually there. That's just, I don't know. It just gives like a peace of mind when I'm able to do that. So I think that sets you apart from other, you know, brands as well. We've actually stepped it up. I mean, so one of the goals here of that easy, clear, safe mantra I mentioned is, yeah, you know, and, and this is also if I'm making recommendations, whether or not you try Receptra or not, I would just say the table stakes for any brand that you buy would need to be, first off, this 
I'll call it an immediate link to third-party testing. And so what does that mean? When you look at a product package at a box, generally, you have to see a QR code that directs you. And that, by the way, has now become mandatory QR codes, especially in states like Florida, Louisiana, that will, we believe, going to become a nationwide scenario. Most states have adapted to those rules. Florida was the first in early this year, I'm sorry, oh, okay. early, I think as of January 1st, 2020. But that is now a requirement, majority. If you don't see that, I'd give you some pause and say, maybe this isn't a company that's up to speed. The second right. thing I would do is do that. I'd actually use the QR code on your phone or, and actually you don't have, if you have a very old phone, which I'm sure very few of you do, you can, there's usually a, you can go to the website and type in a code that's under that QR code, a batch code, as you mentioned, Lindsay. But what we have done in most cases, I'd say 99 out of hundred brands, you click on that QR code, it's going to take them to that website. So you're going to pick up a brand, not Receptra, click on the QR code, and you're going to go to that brand's website, probably to the page that says, put in the batch code and we'll show you the test which is fine. What we do is that we actually don't host the test results on our own website. We go straight to the lab. You don't go to Receptor Naturals when you click on that website. You go to a lab URL, a lab, the lab company's website. And it's a one click. The thing that comes to your phone immediately without having to do anything else is that test result. Because if our goal is easy, clear, and safe and making it as seamless as possible, right. we shouldn't have to ask you to put in numbers after you know and do two clicks. I mean, it's yeah. simple, but it matters. And so we go straight to the source and, and that also, frankly, allows us, you know, prevents us or anybody, frankly, not that we would do this, but those who host on their own website can alter the results, right? Yeah. We don't even get, you know, we don't get the page back. It's not ours. That's one thing that we do. And it's really, really important. I think that people who are especially new to this space and don't and haven't decided kind of quote unquote trust, do that test. Look at, you know, regardless of price point, look first at the transparency test. Because anybody who has anything to hide, and look at the test. You know, you don't even need to, if yeah. you need to know how to read it, I invite you to go to receptionnaturals.com. Again, we have an entire blog on how to read a COA or what's called a certificate of authenticity, a COA. And I stress, like, get, that's your first step. And if you can get past that, then you can look at dosing, labeling, intent, flavors, price point, all that. But if you don't have the transparency, then put it back on the shelf. I was about to say, I mean, that is as transparent as you can get. So that's awesome that you guys do that. And no, I didn't know that you had the, the code that you can do now. So you don't have to type that in. That's so sure. easy. You can't get easier than that. I also wanted to just ask you, I know when we talked earlier, I said, okay, I, I did have questions about children taking CBD. And I did not have any idea about Charlotte Figgy. And you're the one that told me about her. So after we got off the phone, I researched her. And, you know, of course, cried, read her story. <laughs> so because it's an emotional story, you hear, you read about her and you're like this poor child. And fortunately, she just passed away from, we think, COVID-19 symptoms, possibly. It's been going back and forth. When they first made the announcement, they, it was related. Now they're not sure. And, you know, quite honestly, regardless, it's a total tragedy. And this is uh, for anybody in this industry, too, I think you got to step back and realize kind of without Charlotte, this industry doesn't exist. And I think, you know, and Charlotte's affiliated with Charlotte's Web, which is, you know, probably the biggest and best known company in this in the CBD space. They've been around the, probably the longest and publicly traded company. So they've had some pretty solid marketing budgets and they've done commercials and New York Times articles and out of home. So people know about them. 
And, you know, one thing I'll say about the company is that I think they treated, they did a, a really nice memoriam with her. And I know that the family, the Figgy family is incredibly close to the leadership of that company. And it's, you know, really, you got to have to take a step back. I mean, she's somebody who, you know, what I was talking to you about, and I'll share with your listeners is cannabinoid wellness, THC, CBD, CBN, CBG, whatever it may be. This is one of the first, at least in my understandings, one of the first kind of massive industries that have opened up and become because of grassroots. Like this didn't start because corporations got together and said, let's grow, like, you know, tobacco. That's how it is. Grow a bunch of tobacco and create the tobacco industry. And I don't want to put, I don't want to talk about it in the same sentence because they're really obviously couldn't be farther apart. Farther apart. Yeah. When you think about agriculturally based businesses, even wine or, or anything, really, these are done through corporate farming initiatives, at least in the, from the get-go. And then maybe there's been more craft as things have come. But from the beginning, cannabis has always been a ground up mentality. People with their own grows and their own backyards, people, you know, illegally or not, people doing their own things. Right. And there were certainly some nefarious aspects of that, too, for sure. I'm not saying it wasn't, you know, there weren't problems. But the groundswell for legalization was based not on money. It was based on medicinal use. And it was based on children like Charlotte who were suffering and had very rare diseases and had gone through all the traditional medicine options that were there, fought, and I mean that in a respectful way, fought through legal means to overcome, frankly, the law that prevented this type of use. And really, and got, you know, hopefully, I wish she could have lived longer, but gave her some of a normal childhood when there was a time based on what I've read, she was on a fitting tube, she was having two or three seizures a day. It just wasn't something that, it was just a horrible circumstance. And CBD, specifically the Charlotte's Web strain of CBD, which is named after her, it's a heavy CBD strain, potent strain, that uh, is the company is now named, but that started with the actual plant. The plant itself was named after Charlotte, and now the company was born from that. You know, it showed how much it could help. And so I can't say anything about give it to your kids, don't give it to your kids. But I would recommend anybody who is considering that to look at that story, look at how it did help Charlotte. There are plenty of studies specifically for epilepsy and seizure disorders that you can look to where CBD is really has been useful. Those studies I would recommend reading. And, you know, I mean, it's just for me, we kind of all do what we do because of people like Charlotte. And, that was an so, incredible story. She was having and I can't quote this because I read this um, last week, but she was having upwards of like 300 seizures a month. Like I can't even imagine. And she got reduced to just a few a month. I mean, it was incredible, incredible, her story and nothing else worked. So thank you for sharing her name with me. And then now I hope this story is able to be shared with other listeners and that they look at her story too, as well, because I had not heard of her. And so thank you for sharing that, Josh. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. So again, just make, you know, children, it can be a sensitive topic. So again, I think also do your own research with that too, and then decide if you want to, you know, have your child use that and then make your own decisions for that. And I would still talk to your doctor too. I mean, there are some doctors that can combine the traditional and holistic medicine. So I would recommend to talk to your doctor as well for that. I have learned so much today. I didn't know if there's anything that you would like to add about Receptor Naturals or CBD in general to our listeners. You know, I invite everybody to, to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and everything else, LinkedIn, YouTube. We don't have a TikTok page yet, but I think we're going to start one. Oh, you're going to have uh, to yeah. get on it. You're behind. <laughs> yeah. I started mine yeah. during quarantine. Let me tell you, Josh, it's no joke. You're going to have to 
your marketing team's going to have to watch hours <laughs> of videos. Uh, I will do oh. it. When my wife's not working at the hospital, she is doing TikTok videos. So I fully am aware of the, uh, <laughs> the phenomenon. It's hysterical. My dog is that's uh, awesome. going to make my dog a TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. We are doing, just to touch on that a second, is that we are doing, you know, at this time, right, we're, we're all in yeah. questionable time and hopefully right. it'll be over soon. Like we're trying to do more than be a product in a bottle. And I think that's a mantra for us well beyond the realities of COVID-19. But we are offering, we do free meditations on our Instagram page every Wednesday. So we have a oh, wow. you know, friend of ours who is a meditation expert. So you can follow us on Instagram and every Wednesday join us in a meditation. We're doing interviews with doctors around the country, just frontline interviews to talk about how it's affected their lives and, and to provide advice in terms of overcoming, talking about overcoming anxiety. You have doctors who are truly on the front lines and they're how they do it. And uh, I think it's notable. We have, um, you know, a number of other kind of informational sessions we're providing. And I just invite all of you to, uh, and this includes you, Lindsay, to reach out to us directly, you know, go to the website. You can also info at receptionnaturals.com from, from an email standpoint, but any type of questions that we can answer, any way we can help. And I'll invite those who have been, you know, financially hurt by this, if that's the case, to reach out as well, call us and we'll see how we can make it work. We know we're in a tough time right now and, uh, wow, and we appreciate amazing. it. How we can help you. That is amazing. Everything across the board is reception natural. So that goes from your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, website, and TBD, TikTok. So yes. they can head there. And I just want to express to the audience, I cannot tell you how busy a man Josh is. <laughs> so his time is so valuable. So we are just honored that you came on today and gave us your time. And we are truly grateful for that. And we hope that this shared so much information. We all can like graduate from CBD University <laughs> after this, because this is a lot. So informative. I learned so much. And now I can educate my team and my clients and my audience as well. So thank you so much, Josh. It has been a true pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate thank you. it. Want a discount for Receptor Naturals? Use this code exclusive to the Lindsay Holder listeners. Organic 15. This will be valid for 15% off of an entire order, one use per customer. Organic 15. Click to order your CBD, can continue to your wellness lifestyle on the link included in the podcast show notes found at lindsayholder.com. Again, the code is organic15. Thank you guys for listening and a reminder to please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to make sure you are getting all the episodes. And also, if you would please, please rate and review us. You can be a part of our community through our VIP private Facebook group for women entrepreneurs and those beauty mavens. Search Lindsay Holder Small Biz and Beauty on Facebook, and we cannot wait to keep the conversation going on over there.